I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. Um, this week's Making the Cut podcast is brought to you on the road. We are in Dundee. Oh, hi, the new Jimmy. <laughs> God, you're allowed to do that because you're Dundonian. Yes. Um, and we are just in the petrol station buying some um, refreshment. And I just saw a scotch pie. What is a scotch pie? Scotch pie is a meat-based pie. Now, what yeah, kind of... what meat? What kind of meat it is, I'm not entirely sure. I might have to Google it. But I think it's a selection of different meats <laughs> and pepper... And onions, very peppery they are, but a very unique type of pastry on a scotch pie. Why? I don't know, it's not like short crust pastry, it's, it's like shorter than a short cr- cr- pastry. Well, do, I don't understand what makes a pastry short. Uh, I think the amount of puff, the shorter it is, the less <laughs> puff it's got. I never knew that. <laughs> you know, like puff pastry and then the short crust. Well, a scotch pie seems shorter than short. I'm going to get you one. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Okay, so Michael's now um, behind the wheel of the car and I'm just explaining that we have come to Dundee to come and see your mum. Yeah. And I'm meeting Michael's granny. Yeah. um, Which is exciting. For the first time. She's 93. Don't tell her I told you that. Um, But you'll be surprised how kind of like... What would you call it? Like, alive? Mentally agile. She's very mentally agile. (laughs) I mean... I'm nervous on your behalf. Well, at her m- and mental agility. And yeah. she's a huge fan of Long Lost Family, so I'm winning already. Yeah, yeah, she is. Every time I see her, she says, oh, so tell me a bit about Long Lost Family. Like, how does that work? And then I, I go through it, and then she just gives me loads and loads of questions. So wait, 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 she says, wait. So how do you find the people to start with? I said, well, they get in touch with the show. Who do they get in touch with? Do they get in touch with Davina? And I'm like, no, they don't get in touch with Davina. <laughs> who in the show then? So who decides? You know, like, it's detailed beyond belief. And you, I can answer all, all her questions She's today. The only problem I find is that she's slightly more interested in Holly Willoughby than you. What? Yeah, like, every time I see her, she says, so tell me about Holly Willoughby. And I go... That's not my girlfriend. She goes, Michael's looking away from the um, microphone because he's. we don't want to die. She says, tell me about Holly Willoughby. And I say, I'm not going out with Holly Willoughby. And she says, yeah, I know that. But tell me about her. What do you know about her? I know things about Holly Willoughby as well because she's a friend of mine, so that's fine. Yeah, so okay, I, can, okay. I can also divulge yeah. bits that Holly won't mind me divulging. Yeah. Um, I've got... Um, she also thinks, I've got... She thinks that your hair's not real. She thinks it's a wig. Oh, well, she'll see that today. Yeah. That's good. Um, I've got something that I can talk about while we're driving. Oh, right. My first right. recommendation. Yeah. Sorry if it's a bit noisy with background noise, but my first recommendation is a, uh, an Instagram account called Lou in Luland. Oh, yeah. And this is um, a very good friend of my late sister, Caroline's. And she moved out to America... And she basically is living her best life in the best clothes you have ever seen. With the most amazing physique for a woman her age. Like, she's just yeah. got a fantastic body. And she is... She so inspires me to uh, get out of my comfort zone in terms of clothing. This is the girl you showed me this morning in the blue leotard, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She, she re- she's the one that makes me dress zany. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. I mean, I can see there's a huge kind of... You know, there's a, there's a desire for this, right? For people to kind of break free from their, their norm. You know? And we need role models to show us how to do that. And she is one of them, right? She That's totally what she, is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she has done a, the most fabulous collaboration um, with uh, a company... So she is very, very funny. 
and she is hang on I've got to find her now so she has done a collaboration with a company called outlandish underscore creations now I've already told five people about this company I know I'm a bit late to the game Fat Tony's already an adopter Elton John's already an adopter people love this site okay outlandish underscore creations she's done a so Lou has done a collaboration with these guys and they it's the best salt and pepper pots I've ever seen in my entire life because they are in the shape of little dicks and when I say dicks I mean penises <laughs> and uh, and it's got a beautiful kind of they're made out of china it looks like and they've got lovely kind of fl- old fashioned yeah. a floral emblem on them and in an old fashioned font it says zero fucks club <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I had to buy those. Yes. I mean Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're gonna get they're gonna be gifts by the looks of things as well for people, aren't they? Yeah, I mean yeah. but this is like the Christmas gift emporium. Yeah. Um very like crudely drawn store who we've recommended before. Yep. Who is another Christmas gift emporium. Um th- this is a great place to buy presents. Very funny, very entertaining. Um, and I can read you a little bit about... Um, do you know how big those dicks are? They're not that big because I think they do oh, do bigger ones. Five size. But they are... Yeah, I have to be careful what I say. I'm, I'm always a little bit nervous about saying too much about penises. Say, yes, you, said, um, you said they're little dicks. Yes. The word dick is not something that rolls off your tongue very easily. My tongue. Yeah. You don't hear me say that very often. I know. Do you? When you were said you quite dicks, shocked? I was like, oh, she doesn't say dick very often. It it doesn't seem like a word that comes natural to you. But then, as soon as you said penis, I was like, oh, yeah, she's the penis girl. Yeah, I mean, it's either that or cock. But yeah. I thought penis that. Or cock. I I thought um, from watching Dave. Ah, uh, little little Dicky. Little Dicky. Okay. Another thing that, that we've recommended. Yeah. And we've watched the first episode of the new series of Dave. Yes. Wow. Um, I, yeah. That is something else. I mean, I'm going to have to do a proper recommendation on Dave okay, when, we're when not we start driving, driving because okay. there are bits of it that have literally taken my breath yes. out of my mouth. Yes. And I'm a bit shocked by it, actually. Yes. It's strong. So, so, uh, so basically, I yeah. called them Little Dickies because okay. of Little Dicky from Dave. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I did, I also slightly went, oh, it's new for me, that word. Yeah, um, yeah. I know. Anyway, I'm, we're in the car, it's very noisy, I'm very conscious, so I'm yeah. going to stop now. But we'll record um, a bit later. We'll record a bit later. Bye. <clears throat> so we've visited family. We've done family, yes. We're now checked into our hotel. It went fine, by the way, just yes. to let you know. You were fully accepted into the I fold. I was fully accepted into the fold, mm-hmm. which is a relief. I mean, it was touch and go for a while. Touch and go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully, you didn't say anything offensive or anti, anti-Scottish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Um, we checked into this hotel, which is quite nice. If you're coming to Dundee to visit at all, yep. this would be all right. I would recommend this, this hotel. I would highly recommend it's it. It's called the Apex Key Hotel. I got it through bookings.com. And um, we got a bit... I got a junior suite, which is all right, isn't it? It's very posh. It's got a living room. So, it's got a bath in the bathroom, which so, is such a treat for me. Yeah. It's only 100, about £120 a night it's for a very, junior very suite. Nice. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. I and recommend you've got it. a nice view. Got a very nice view over the River Tay, and you can see the rail bridge and the road bridge from here mm. so um so yeah i would well, recommend just, this could you just tell us about the rail bridge because it is extraordinary yes well i only found out this recently is that it, it, at one point it was up until recently the longest railway bridge in the world it's very impressive it is isn't it to actually see it in the yeah. flesh it's i mean i'm t- saying that because it makes me sound like i knew about it before mm. i came here but i've only heard about it today yeah but to actually See it if you said to me, Oh, it's got the longest, you know, I just yeah, yeah. you can't really get the magnitude mm. of it. It is enormously long well, I'm gonna, and very, very impressive. I'm going to take you up the law tomorrow. <gasps> well, we've talked about the law, yeah. yeah that's what all the boys say. To yeah, okay, no, I'm sorry, I was I fed late. You the, I fed I you the late. joke there, but, God. Uh, and from the top of the law, you mm. can see both bridges really well. It's like 
oh wow you know it's mm. a great place to, to, to see it all from and when so you that's were, great when you were up here in the summer I used to love seeing your pictures mm, nice, sort of from being around and yeah. about Dundee so it's very nice to be here yeah, good good um, so yes we're here to see well we're here to see my family but we had tickets to see Tim Minchin tonight at the Caird mm. Hall in Dundee so we're going to go and see that as you all know we're big fans of Tim Minchin and once again we are recommending him he is on tour at the moment throughout Britain and if go. you can get tickets go 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 um He's going everywhere. Yeah, and I think he's got new material. So and this he's is playing got... quite small venues, which is like the best way to access Tim Minchin. Oh, uh, 1,000, 2,000 seater venues Amazing. are brilliant to see him in. So we're really looking forward to that. It says it starts at 7.30, so we'll go okay. somewhere for a bite to eat before okay, then. Okay, great. Um, so, yes, we've done scotch pies so far, mm-hmm. and I've got a few interesting things to talk about. I've got lots, actually, but... We'll probably pass some of them over to next week. What have you well, got? Well, I feel like I've already recommended Lou in Lululand. Okay. And the <clears throat> outrageous, I mean, Lou in Luland. Yes. Um, and the absolutely amazing Instagram account mm-hmm. where you have to go shopping because it's got the funniest Christmas gift ideas. Oh, yes. Okay. Ever, okay. ever, ever. So you go next. Then we touched on Dave, of course. Um, oh, yes. So of let's, did. let's yeah. go there. So Dave is a, a sitcom about a rapper, a Jewish. I think he's from New York, but I'm not entirely sure. But he's a kind of American white Jewish rapper. And but he's, he's such but an unlikely a, rapper. But he is a rapper in true life. He's a rapper in true life called Lil Dicky. But he's, he's very so famous. This is like, but this is a drama yes. built around hit the actual real rapper and he yes. plays himself in it. So it's produced by Larry Schaefer, who is the producer of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So it's very, very... If you're a fan of Kerber Enthusiasm, as I am, one of the greatest comedy programmes ever made, Mm. then uh, you're going to love Dave. If you don't like Kerber Enthusiasm, you might not like this. I absolutely love it. It's Well, can I say, I I have watched Kerber Enthusiasm and I do really like it, but I'm not as big a fan as you. Mm. I love Dave. Okay, good. Mm. So the 10 episodes each, season one came out about a year or so ago Mm -hmm. and it made a kind of small splash here. It's on the BBC iPlayer, but it's not well advertised, so it's not dead easy to stumble across. It's difficult to find people who've seen it, but I would highly recommend it. Season Mm. one is great, so he's not a rapper at the beginning and then he slowly becomes famous and then, you know, kind of uh, his career plays out. And then season two is him. It starts with him in, in Korea. It's so good. Which is quite funny because it ties in quite interesting with Coldplay's new mm. album and that new song BTS. with BTS, who are a mm. Korean band. My Universe? K-pop, yes. Mm. Which we're not mad keen on. We're not Just recommending that, that song. Yeah. We've not recommended their new album, actually. We can talk about yeah. that in a minute. But <clears throat> um, So season two of Dave is him now established as an artist, but he's struggling with writer's block. And, um, and then all the kind of frustration that comes with that. It's... I mean, I'm, so uncomfortable. I'm struggling to talk about it because episode three literally took, well, d- took my breath no spoilers. away. I'm not going to give any spoilers, okay, but good. it took male friendship to a whole new level. That, that this is, That's a spoiler. That left me feeling deeply uncomfortable. Spoiler. It was very weird. So me and my very good friend, Andy, uh, we discussed episode three because <laughs> we're very close, me and Andy. But not that close, you know. Stop, this is okay, huge okay. spoilers. It's not huge spoilers. But it is. Anyway, the 10 episodes each, these, sit- these, uh, these sitcom of Dave, which is great because you've got 10 half hours to go at. It's something you can really get your teeth into. The characters are really good, really well formed. You love them, you hate them. The writing's fantastic. I just couldn't recommend it enough. I am loving Dave. I'm up to about episode five. And um, it's just a joy. I think about it all the time. It's at the back of my mind all the time. I want to watch it. Now, for instance, you know, like, I can't wait to sit down and watch another episode of it. So, BBC iPlayer is just called Dave. There's two seasons. Be careful not to end up... A friend of mine said, oh, I started watching it, but I accidentally ended up watching season five, uh, episode five first. The BBC iPlayer is not very good at giving you no. it in order. So, just check you're watching it in order. But mm. please give it a whirl, and uh, I'd love to know what you think. Um, but, yeah, Dave. It is iPlayer. very good. Yeah, good. Highly recommend it. Great. And he is an amazing rapper. Mm, yeah, um, he is really like, good. Like, really, really The final good. episode of, of season one, one oh, is like... So good. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. Like, up to that point, you're thinking, I don't know if I get this whole <laughs> rap thing, this white guy rapping about this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, wow, it's nuts. No, you know? he's really yeah. good. 
Um, so I want to talk about something quite weird, mm-hmm. um, but it is seasonally interesting. Okay. And that is an umbrella. Okay. Um, oh, you showed me this. Yes. Yeah, okay, great. So, Blunt Umbrellas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bluntumbrellas.co.uk. Um, they do a small one. So, Michael's trying to chew a long way away because we were given caramel wafer biscuits. You know, the Tunnock's... A Tunnock's caramel, caramel wafer. caramel wafer. All right. Um, you All right. can't do it quietly. Don't eat on the podcast. So good, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can I just tell you a funny fact about these? Have you ever read this on the biscuit barrel? No. More than six million of these biscuits are made and sold every week. <gasps> Sorry to hijack your recommendation, but... Oh, a Tunnock's caramel wafer. Six million? Yeah. No. That's what it says. And they're Scottish. And 5,999,999 by you. Well done. I was thought you. you were going to stumble over those numbers there. That Neither really did. impressed me. So, bluntumbrellas.co.uk. So, they do them in two sizes. They do them in a smaller and a larger size. Um, I've bought one. Um, I got the larger size. Um, but they do very nice colours. Um, they do... Uh, they have a very innovative, innovative st- style and mm-hmm. shape. But the thing I love is when a normal household product... Yes. ...comes up with an alternative way of doing something... That is just really clever. So you know how the tippy bit of the umbrella, the pointy bits... The bit that poke people's eyes out. Yes. Yes. They always come out of the watsits. Yep. And if that's not stable in the edge of the umbrella, it's far more likely to blow out, inside out, blah, blah, blah. And so I just thought, God, this is like a really, really clever invention. So... Do you know what a coil, an, a contraceptive coil that goes in your vagina looks like? Um, do you know what? I, no, I'm not sure I, I do entirely. So I was under the impression there was a few different ones. But... An arrow. Yep. And the arrow, well, this is the Morena coil. I don't know about okay. any others. The arrow gets pushed down. Mm-hmm. So the pointy bit of the arrow, the two arms, get yep. pushed down against... Yes. The... So it, like a folding it's umbrella. Like, it's like... Collapsing. It collapses. Yep. So in the tip of each point yep. of the umbrella is when it collapses mm-hmm. a closed yep. um, basically a stick mm-hmm. but when you open the umbrella mm-hmm. the action of opening the umbrella opens the T-bar mm-hmm. just like it does when it inserts into your vagina Okay. and so the Morena coil like is like an Umbrella, small yeah, umbrella being opened up inside your vagina. Yes. Okay. But we're not talking about my vagina right now. No, no, no. We're talking about an anybody's umbrella. vagina. Anyone's vagina. Yeah. But we're talking about an umbrella. Okay. You, okay. We've so, talked about penises and vagina in this amazing. episode already. I know. Yeah. My PR <laughs> yeah, exactly. is going to be so happy. Yes. Jonathan Hackford, who yeah. does my press, yeah. is always saying to me, Davina, just please try not to mention vaginas. Yeah. And now I make it a thing. Like every, yeah, I can see everything that. Everything I do, let's I say vagina as much as I can. So. The T opens out mm-hmm. at the end of every spike on the umbrella. Okay. Which means that it's locked in. Yes. Like it, it, it can't, can't move. Get out. And yeah. it can't get out because it's, the T prevents it from moving. Mm-hmm. And then when it goes down into small and there's no pressure on it, it closes <clears throat> up again. I understand. So it's not the, you're not talking about the whole umbrella no, at this point. You're talking about the points. end points. Yes. Okay, that normally poke people in the yes. eye. There's a T-bar at the end of those of points. each okay. one. I've got it. And it's really, really clever. It's mm-hmm. very simple. It's very smart. And they are lovely colours. They're quite bright, vibrant colours. Mm-hmm. They've got the Blunt Metro, which is the very small one, yeah. which is £70. Oh, they've got different sizes. I didn't realise this. Mm, they've exact. got the Blunt Coupe, mm-hmm. um, £75. Blunt Classic, £80. I went, obviously, I went for the exact. Did you? Um, for £95. Um, Blunt Sport, £125. There's collabs. Collabs? Yeah. Collaborations? Yeah. Um, they've got like a dog tooth check there. They've got well, a dog tooth check. Um, they fold away incredibly easily. No complicated buttons or pushing things. Um, it is nas- blunt falls somewhere between. Its architectural integrity is as unbroken as the dome of St Peter's, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> great isn't yes. It? Um, 
So they are, look at all these very pretty Ooh, ones. Oh, yeah, you can they're get. So nice. Lots of designers. Mm. Um, Kelly Thompson, um, Blacklist have done one. Um, Ellen Porteous has done one. They've got some really, really pretty ones that you can get. Um, but I think they are the way forward. Um, they are made from, hang on, let me just double check. Um, it's trademarked the shape and the way that okay. the canopy is pulled. It's a fully tensioned canopy, unparalleled performance. You know, when you got yours out and opened it, I just remember instantly thinking, oh, wow, like I want that, like whatever the it's hell solid. it is. Well, it's that, yeah, one, it's robust, but two, that shape that you don't get those pointy bits on, just make it look really, really nice. The so colours the, are fantastic. The, the fabric's that, fantastic. Yeah. The guy that came up with it is a guy, guy called Greg Brebner. Okay. And he reminds me, um, talking about his dad, mm -hmm. how your kids might talk about you, because he says, my greatest inspiration when I was a child was growing up in dad's shed and watching him create amazing things from basic materials. Mm -hmm. You're so like that. Yeah, well, I do like And tinkering. he's taken it away mm -hmm. and made this everyday thing, mm -hmm. but extra special. So congratulations. I really I love, love the it. logo as well. Yeah, Which is very the shape of an umbrella, but super simple. I really like an umbrella. I, what I tend to do is I go to Ikea and I buy like five of their Ikea family umbrellas, mm. knowing full well that I'm going to leave them at various people's houses yes. and pubs and restaurants yes. and stuff like Don't that. Need so this I go anywhere. through them. But I would really like a really nice umbrella. Mm. Hint, hint. Okay. I think Get this is a really so good cool. Christmas present as well. You know, like when you've it's been with such someone. such a good Christmas <clears throat> yeah, present. When you've been with someone for ages, it gets harder and harder to buy them a Christmas yes. present. But sometimes some of these old school things, like a nice pen, a nice umbrella. But just an umbrella something... is something I... that people wouldn't think about, but it is the most useful gift. And some of these collaborations that they've done, I mean, I only mentioned a few, but some mm. of them really are genuinely beautiful. Yeah. There's something for everyone on here. That's a very it's good idea. It's a really good Christmas present. And on that subject, mm. I've got a little thing that I bought this week, a book that I bought this week. And. Um, it just caught my eye and I thought I'd read it. It's called, it's called Damn Good Advice for People with Talent. And I thought, ooh, that's for me. Um, <laughs> huh? um, and then as soon as I started reading it, I was like, oh my God, this is a stocking filler for every man I know. And possibly woman as well. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I only say that because it's written by a man. It's very, I feel, it feels very male heavy, but you know, feel free to buy it for whoever you like. So it's written by a guy called George Lois. Now, George Lois was the original madman or Madman, as in an advertising exec on Madness Avenue, one and of the creators. He was, based, he was based on this guy, wasn't he? <clears throat> Don Draper from Don Mad Draper. Men was based on George Lewis. And mm. I just want to read you this little bit about it, because it'll give you a little insight into George Lewis, because he's a, there's a level of arrogance about him, which I think is quite funny, but he obviously is immensely talented. When you look at the long list of advertising campaigns that he created, most of them you'll know, things like Coke, it's the real thing. <gasps> you know, like major, major things that shaped the world that we live in, you know. Yeah. I think advertising's got to be seen as a type of what you might call commercial art. Mm. But I don't think it's denigrated by it being commercial. It's mm. still art, and some of it's breathtakingly brilliant. But he says, why I resent being called the original madman, and why, if you get it, you have a shot of following in my footsteps. It says, in the very first week of the 1960s, at the time Mad Men TV series is based, I started Parpet Koenig and Lewis, the second creative agency in the world, inspiring and triggering what is revered today as an advertising creative revolution. In the 1960s was a heroic age in the history of the art of communication, the audacious movers and shakers, <laughs> and those times bear no resemblance to the cast and characters of Mad Men. This maddening show is nothing uh, more than a soap opera set in a glamorous office where stylish fools hump their appreciative coiffured secretaries, suck up martinis and smoke themselves to death as they produce dumb, lifeless advertising, oblivious to the inspiring civil rights movement, the burgeoning women's lib movement and the evil Vietnam War and other seismic changes during a turbulent rollercoaster 1960s that altered America forever. So that's great. And then it says, the more I think about Mad Men, the more I take the show as a personal insult so fuck you, madmen, you phony, grey flannel suit, uh, male chauvinistic, no-talent, wasp, white-shirted, white racist, anti-Semitic, Republican son of a bitches. Besides, when I was in my 30s, I was far better looking than Don Draper. He wasn't, by the way, <laughs> in my not, opinion. Not, not, but 
there's a picture there yeah. of Don Draper, Draper and... Um, <clears throat> but the, work, the book is full of his work and then full of his little explanations about how the work came about, how he, brought, how he thought about it, how he wrote it, how he produced it. it's a provoking stocking stuffer. It's actually quite useful. It's a... Oh, the whole MTV story yeah. was amazing. He created the phrase, I want my yeah, MTV. That was which amazing. Which obviously Dire Straits went yeah. on to produce a career off the back of but Mick yeah. Jagger. He got Mick Jagger to say that phrase and then it changed MTV forever, really. Yeah. It's a really good book. It's called Damn Good Advice for People with Talent. It's six ninety five. I got it at Urban Outfitters. But if you're looking for a little gift oh, for somebody... You? Yeah. They've it, got some very good stocking stuffers at Urban Outfitters. I totally If you're agree. looking for teenagers or for... Any, yeah, anybody. anybody. Yeah. It's a slightly, I would say, a bit more upmarket Oliver Bonus. Yes. Urban Outfit. There's oh, more clothes you? in it's there. It's funny because I don't think people think of it like that. I think they would probably think of Oliver Bonus as more upmarket. Yeah, I think it's just slightly edgier than cooler. Oliver Bonus, it's maybe. It's a bit cooler. Yeah. But um, it's a great stocking filler, kids, dads, uh, well, really or, or anybody idea. else. But um, d- don't get me wrong, you know, it, I think it's a great read if you're a woman. <laughs> don't want to kind yeah, yeah, yeah. of separate Well, I've, I've um, because, yeah. you know, it's been lying around. Mm. I've picked it up and put it down. What I like, I really like those books where you can pick up and read uh, just two pages. Yes. I think I've taken something away from that. Mm. It is interesting. And it's thought-provoking. You're going to go, oh, wow, yeah, great. You know, like... I didn't think about it like that. Or it's amazing how he thought about producing a campaign off the back of this phrase, you know. And it can cross over into any any business because really what it, what it is, <clears throat> it is audacious. He is audacious. I think what is fundamentally brilliant about an idea is that you can transfer it from the thing yes. that it is to other things yes. as well. And there's another thing I'm going to talk about in a bit about precisely that. Yes. That ties in nicely with that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm going to talk to you very quickly about white rabbit interior design. Um, And basically, um, she is a lady that I met through... A hotel that we used in Derby. White Rabbit Interiors, um, you can find them on Facebook at White Rabbit Interior Design because there are other whiterabbitinteriors.com and it's not them. The logo is a pink circle with some white rabbits on it and the words White Rabbit on there in white. Oh, yeah. Nice. You can also find them on Instagram. Um, white underscore rabbit underscore interiors and I found them at this hotel in Derby and you know I'm always talking about small businesses and um, they're just a very small company but I love Mm -hmm. the way they decorate buildings and use colour they they use colour in a way that I am so frightened of using. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yes, I do. You I know do. when somebody mixes a colour together and you think, God, I would never have put that mm. together, but it just looks so good. Yeah. For example, there's a picture on their Instagram page of a lovely blue sofa against green, and then there's a slightly different green lampshade, and then they've got a kind of pink cushion on the sofa, but it just looks so good. And these um, are bedrooms... Um, mm-hmm. at the hotel. Oh, wow. I loved this bathroom oh, me too. with the, the pink, pink tiles. The pink tiles. Great. Do you remember when um, we were doing up a kitchen and we were talking about doing it pink and green? Yeah. And when I see it together there, I just think it looks so good. Anyway, what I like about them, she, 
you know, I, I had a problem with a wallpaper mm-hmm. and I couldn't source a wallpaper um, for the downstairs loo. And I was busy and yeah. I just wasn't quite sure what to get. And I sent her a picture of the colour of the sink and I sent her a picture of the floor and I said roughly what I wanted and she just came back with a solution for me with like really? six wallpapers okay. and have a look at all of these. And she was extremely reasonable. And I thought, wow, this is so helpful because mm. sometimes you don't need an interior designer to design your whole house. No, no, you just need you some just help need... from time to time. Exactly. Yeah. So um, do get in touch with them. Um, you can get in touch with them via Instagram, but they are absolutely brilliant and so nice and so friendly. And um, yeah, they're really good. Great. So remind me again, White Rabbit Interiors. So basically on Instagram, which I think is the best way to follow them because the pictures are so good, is white underscore rabbit underscore interiors. Marvellous. Yeah. So um, just going back to that idea that that, um, ideas are transferable across different Mm. kind Mm. of genres, if you like. I've started Mm. to watch this uh, documentary on the BBC iPlayer called Blair and Brown's New Labour Revolution. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, um, I think, I don't know this for sure, but it feels to me like um, it's the same team who made the uh, Thatcher a very British revolution, Mm. which I think was a four or five part series that I watched on the BBC that just was brilliant on every level. Is this Um, on the BBC? It's on the BBC iPlayer now. You can Mm. still watch that, but I absolutely loved it. You don't have to like Thatcher. You don't have to like the Conservatives. You don't need to be a supporter of the Tory party or anything like that. It's nothing to do with that. It's just the history of Britain around that time. And it follows, uses Margaret Thatcher as a kind of, something to kind of steer you through. Do you think they're going to do lots of different revolutions? Well, I hope so, because this feels like the the, the next... It feels like the natural next one, because Mm. John Major kind of came and went, I suppose, in Mm. a blink of an eye, it felt like. And then New Labour came about and literally just trounced everybody. I mean, it was just incredible what happened. Say what percentage um, popularity... So um, the popularity polls for Tony Blair in the government and the Houses of Parliament, was it, I think it was at 97%. That's crazy. There's never been a politician in the history of politics that had that kind of support from the backbenchers. I mean, he had the power to do anything. And he was that never, popular. never been um, part of a cabinet <clears throat> no, when I he became been, Prime Minister? I can't remember. He never had a, a parliamentary job, I think he, he called it, until he became Prime Minister. I mean, that is... So he'd been a member of Parliament, but um, in 1983 he got elected... But um, it's just a really interesting story watching him decide how to revolutionise the Labour Party. He realised that it needed it mm. and he followed Kinnock through a, a series of um, uh, failed uh, elections. Mm. And he kept thinking at every turn, what is it it needs? What is it it needs? Now, Brown was always set to be Prime Minister. He was a fantastic politician, highly intellectual mm. and, a, and a superb candidate for it. But Blair just kind of hovered around the background trying to put, work out what to do and... This is why I love the documentary so much, because I think in my job or in my career, you know, I feel like I'm that kind of person who's hung around trying to work out what my industry's up to and how best I can fit into it and not make any kind of big moves, but just kind of read the room, you know, Which constantly reading. you're very, very good at. And that's what's great about this documentary is you, mm. you don't have to like politics. You don't have to be a fan of Tony Blair. It mm. doesn't forget all of that. What it is, is an entrepreneur... Yeah. looking for the opportunity to strike. And when he when he saw the opportunity and he strikes, quite ruthless about it, because he obviously has to trample on Gordon Brown, who's a great friend of his at this time and a political ally. But it's the he but knows he that he needs to do. He, I mean, Gordon Brown turned something down out of loyalty to... The party. The party. Yeah, possibly. I don't and know, then, it's interesting. And then Tony was like, OK, I'm stepping in. Yeah. But it's, a, it's just brilliant. It's utterly gripping. Mm. And... You know, if you're if you're around our age, you you know, forty, <clears throat> mid forties, you late, know, late, late. and you remember nineteen ninety. Well, I say if you remember clearly ninety three to two thousand, you yeah. are going to love this because I don't really know where Tony Blair came from. You know, mm. he just seemed to come out of nowhere, and mm. I, I don't remember the death of John Smith, who was mm. the leader of the Labour no. Party. Without the death of John Smith, he wouldn't mm. have Tony Blair. So that, there's a whole series sliding of things doors. that yeah, mm. sliding doors, moments in there where. And not only does Blair come along and become Prime Minister, he changes the country, like, radically, mm-hmm. in all sorts of good and bad ways, and people can make up their own opinions about that. But if you're after something to get stuck into that you can learn something from, not just about politics and modern history of Britain, but also about 
the, the entrepreneurial spirit and the idea of waiting, being patient and then seizing on a moment. And you might be a business owner, you might be a writer or a creative or something like that. You'll get something it's from it. It's all tied up in this documentary. It's and they've got really amazing good. talking heads. The footage is fantastic. So you've got Blair and Brown talking now. You've got people like Alistair Campbell, plus virtually everybody and anybody who was in that parliament, mm. you know. David Blunkett. Uh, and some of the secretaries, some of the mm. press secretaries and some of the personal secretaries mm. for Gordon Brown. I mean, just really good. I, I'm so enjoying it. I cannot stop watching it. So it's called... Blair and Brown, The New Labour Revolution, and it's on BBC iPlayer, and there's five episodes. I think that's all there is, but I, there might be a sixth one in the making. Um, but, but go and watch it, and I'm sure you'll all enjoy it. I watched a bit of you watching it mm. on the plane. I was quite jealous. Oh, <laughs> so, really? God, that looks really good. I <laughs> really, good. really... Okay. Um, I started watching on recommendation of um, lots of our listeners because mm. everybody's been talking about it. I started watching Made. Oh, yeah. Um, which is on um, Netflix. But what was really interesting was it's got Margaret Qualley starring in it. She's I didn't know her from... Um, I hadn't seen her in anything before. <clears throat> She's young. Um, she is the daughter of Andy McDowell. Oh, yes. Her, who was the model, but also famously... Was it raining? I, I hadn't noticed. noticed. Um, but Andy McDowell had... Margaret with Paul Colley and weirdly Paul Colley was a model at Models One. Oh really? When I was a booker. So he was he's her dad essentially. Yeah. So, so was she in the Once Upon of a two Time Models? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is she in? Oh she, yes, she was is. wait She's the hippie girl. Wait, and you and I were like she was the only person that we absolutely were like, who was that girl? Like, she amazing stole the on show. every... Yeah, totally, like on every level. Like, a three and a half hour movie, she yeah. stole the show. Yeah, okay. Oh! Do you know what I always is, am amazed by mm-hmm. with really great actors mm-hmm. is that really great actors look so different in different movie yeah. parts because they're emoting mm. a completely different energy. Yeah. Because in that, she was just badass. Yeah. Like, sassy, sexy... Hot pant wearing. And in this, she plays a woman who's escaping an abusive relationship, so she's completely different. Just to touch on that for a minute, because I was was out with my friend Jeff a while back, and Mm. we were just talking movies. He used to be the editor of Empire magazine in Hollywood Mm. for 20 years, so he really knows the movie industry, just inside and out. But Mm -hmm. he said, he told me this thing, which I just thought was really fascinating, but he said, you know, what, what a film needs to do is tell a lot to the audience without... In a very short space of time. So he mm. said the reason Tom Hanks, for instance, is a, is a world-class A1 mm. Hollywood movie star mm. is because as soon as you see him on screen, you know 30 or 40 things. that. So, so the first 10 or 12 pages of script mm. you can throw out mm. because it's Tom Hanks' face. So you know he's a family man. You know he's reassuring. You know he's honest. Mm. You know he's solid. He's the kind of guy who's got good morals and mm. he'll do the right thing. Mm. Now, that's 20 pages of script gone out the window. But that's so, typecasting, it, yes. isn't it? Yes. So it's the, it's the balance you play between being typecast, because mm. if Tom Hanks started to play a serial killer, mm. he'll ruin his movie opportunity chances of getting all those other roles mm. that reassure that, him. Didn't he? he told me he did do that with a movie. Road, predi- Road to Perdition yeah. it was a big risk for him. He's yeah. only done that once where he became a baddie. Mm. Because I think his agent and everything he also, would say he said he didn't work. Somebody didn't work for six years after they took on a movie. Yes, because it was so out of, out of character, character for them. And I can't remember. Then they had to kind of wait to come back. Mm. But but it's interesting that if an actor does that, it's very risky. But it's what we want from an actor. I want to see Matthew them doing different things. That's right. Yes, he did it. Yeah, and he played a role that was completely different, and he didn't work yeah. for ages. But then. He started getting the really meaty good well, jobs that he wanted yeah. to get, and so good on this girl. I think yeah. for doing all these so, different roles because it's a risky she, thing to do. But she good really, on really mm. is um, extraordinary in it. She's absolutely brilliant. She plays a very steely but also really vulnerable because mm. anybody that's been in an abusive relationship has that to them. They've got through it. Yes, they've left. They've been brave, um, but then. They also have this damage that's been done to them and been, they've been kind of worn away over and over again. So there are 10 episodes. Um, there's one season. She is in it with her mother. So Andy McDowell is in oh, it with really? her. Oh, really? Okay. I've got to say, in Four Weddings, 
she was quite, you know, she felt like a model playing. Yes, she did. Um, yes. A part. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But she's good in this. Oh, is she? She's gritty. Mm-hmm. She's gone grey. She's earthy. Yeah. She's ballsy. Mm-hmm. She's she's great to watch. She's really good fun. She's it's got a very good, very very good cast in it. Not that many um, very <clears throat> well known people, but Billy Burke's in it. I don't. You might recognise yes, him I do. from yeah. um, various films. Um, Nick Robinson is the other lead. A very, very sweet little girl. Oh, I'm always yeah. amazed by little children who act. Poor me too. Oh, how do they do that? It's very difficult, I think. I think it's it's really natural for some and yes. it's really hard for others. So yes. I think that's why it's all about the casting, ultimately. The other thing that I think that's quite interesting is that you um, watch something like this and having watched things like Squid Game, mm. you, you expect stuff to happen Yes. All the time. This is not like that. This is storytelling. It's beautifully shot. It's very slow. Mm. And you have to really just allow yourself to enjoy it yeah. and feel it. It's not, there aren't any kind of massive, <gasps> okay. um, well, I haven't had them so far. I love reading the trivias. Um, so we're going to oh, have a me look too. at Me too, yeah, yes, I know. I love a bit of gossip. So yeah. Margaret Colley. Um, yeah. is the real-life daughter of, I said that, Andy mm-hmm. McDowell and um, Paul Colley. Andy McDowell's real mum's name is Paula, oh, so wow. that's quite funny because yeah. it is in Paul, but it is Paula in the, in okay. the show. Nick Robinson, um, oh, this is all about people starring together. Anyway, okay. watch it. Yeah. I am recommending it. It's okay. very quiet, it's very slow, but the acting in it is brilliant. Sonny started to watch it the other day. And, is he uh, enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, he said he was enjoying it. Yeah. I, I basically purposely didn't dip into it because I thought I probably want to watch the whole thing if I'm going to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of music things we'd like to talk about. First one is we talked about Gregory Porter a while ago and didn't realise that he has a new album out. Um, I mean, oh. it's not new, new, but it's new to me. I didn't know it when we recommended him the other mm-hmm. day, you know. I was just like, oh, my God, I forgot about Gregory Porter. So, yeah, he's got a new record out, which I urge everybody to go and listen to, if you like that kind of stuff. It reminds me of that old-school 80s soul, Luther Vandross, um, Alexander O'Neill, all that kind of stuff. But there's a, the opening song is called Concord, <laughs> which is about the plane, I think. <laughs> he's obviously using it as a metaphor, but I can't really piece together what the metaphor is, you know. Have you tried to get in touch with him? Gregory Porter? Yes. I haven't, no. You know somebody in his band. I do, yes. Yeah. So my good friend, Ben Castle, who was Roy Castle's son. Who, can I just say, because you showed me a picture yeah. of him, looks exactly like his dad. Yeah. How lovely. Whenever I... I loved Roy Castle. Oh, me too. He, he was a... absolutely. He was such a huge part of my life. Totally. And, and to he see was... his face and his son. Yeah, I know, was, like, no, was oh, it? It slightly winded me. Yeah, yeah. Really... And people forget about Roy Castle being... A, an, like the greatest jazz trumpeter in Britain. Oh, I mean, yeah, I f- everyone I sees him that. as everyone saw him record as record breaker. Yeah, do you want mm. to be a record breaker? But actually, he played Ronnie Scotts for years and years mm. and years. And, and I, so I don't his know if you son's know, a musician. It's uh, Ben's a musician. Yeah, That's a highly so accomplished musician, um, brilliant saxophonist player. I met him when I was on the Pop Idol tour with Gareth Gates wow. and Will Young, and I was the hairdresser on there, and he was the band leader of this 22-piece orchestra. Wow! And uh, we went on tour for three months around the country together, and we became really good friends. He's uh, such a lovely guy. But ask him to ask, I'll Gregory. ask him to see. What yes. is, is Concorde yeah, about, about? Not just a plane. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's got to be something else to it. But it's a brilliant opener, so I'd like everybody to go and listen to that. But there's two or three other songs. There's a lot of songs on this record, which is mm. nice, because a lot of records these days are launched with, like, eight songs on. I mean, Coldplay's new record comes in at 42 minutes and there's f- like four instrumental tracks on it. It's mm. like, I'm not waiting three or four years for that. It's not good enough. God, get you. I know, but it's really frustrating when you think, oh, I really like this artist. We can't wait for their new work. Mm. And then you get a third of an album, essentially. Mm. The Gregory Porter thing is massive. There's loads of songs on it. Mm. But Concord, have a listen to that. It's a great kind of melodic building song. There's another one on there called um, If Love Is Overrated. Which is really I, nice. I love that one. Yeah, because he says, um, he says, if love is overrated, then I love overrated. <laughs> and I think, oh yeah, great. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's the perfect put down to where somebody says, oh, love, it's overrated. And you go, yeah, I love overrated. <laughs> you know, it's just great. So there's a brilliant bit in that. What I love about Gregory Porter, he does this thing where there's only one verse and he sings it three times, but he sings it with a completely different melody each time. So you think you're hearing three different verses, but when you listen, you go, oh, it's the same words, 
they're just being sung differently every every on every verse you know it's really kind of clever because it's so rich his voice is so lovely and then there's another one called everything you touch is golden which is just great you know his voice goes I mean, I've got to say, people, mm. um, this is all I've listened to. I've forced um, you to listen to a lot of this. No, I? but I, it's just the only thing you listen to, and you listen to it as background music all the time. So yeah. I, I know this album yes. intimately. When I land on something, I play it till it's dead. But it's a bit like when you land on anything. Yeah. So um, Coldplay, Chris Martin, you know more about Chris Martin than yeah. his mother does. I do. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, Ben Howard, when he came along, I yeah. just, you know, immersed myself and in that for about a year. And you watch everything they've ever made. Yes. You listen to every interview they've ever done. You And Gregory, <clears throat> yep. he's coming for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the other thing was Coldplay's uh, new album, I think, which is worth a listen to. Um, there's a really good song in it. Oh, my the, God. The Selena Gomez No, but wait, song. can yeah. I say something yeah. out loud here? Mm. I have always felt mm. that Selena Gomez um, was not... An amazing singer. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Loved her on Wizards of Waverly Place. Loved her on Disney. Mm -hmm. Such a sweet girl. She had the most followers on Instagram for years. Oh, really? More than anybody. Like really? 152 million followers. Oh, I didn't know that. And she, she is a huge, huge star, but I've always, her singing left me cold. Okay. But, you know, we were talking the other mm. day about Coldplay's producer. Yes. And uh, we were talking about that sound and we were talking about U2 yes. and Inhaler and that sound. Yeah. And when you get a producer that knows how to produce a voice, yeah, yeah. and it sounds like it's so intimate and you can mm. hear every breath or yeah. every lick of the tongue or every touch mm. of the teeth of the tongue, it's so good. And Chris Martin's voice is so brilliantly produced on yeah. every album. His voice is so gorgeous, but they just get all the depth of that voice. They've done it. They've yeah. made Selena Gomez sound so rich. Yeah. And and you were right, because you said, oh, she does one verse, but then she does these little harmonies, and it's just so mm. lovely. I listened to it, and I was like, oh, the little harmonies are so cute. They're really nice. And it's not... They're not obvious keys they're singing no. in, I don't think, either, because you... When you listen to the song, you think, well, I imagine it's going to go here, and it doesn't. It just goes slightly somewhere else, and you mm. think, oh. And then the harmony's in there as well. You go, bloody hell, that's really, mm. really quite no, sophisticated singing. Listen, it's called To Let Somebody Go. But it's the highlight of the album, that and that coloratura. But <gasps> if you're interested in seeing a live version, uh, James Corden, The Late Show, mm -hmm. has, just, has just had Selena Gomez and Chris Martin on singing that when song. When did you find that? Uh, like yesterday or How something. How happy were you? Yeah, I was like, okay, great. You yeah, know, but it's worth watching the live version because I think it's great to see people sing live, especially to harmonise like that. But maybe we could post great. it, a link to uh, it yeah, we on could. our Instagram. Instagram. Olivia, a third member yeah. of the band. Um, we would just like to say thank you very much for listening. It's been lovely. We're in Dundee. We're going to do a couple of shout outs, maybe one or two shout outs. Yes, we should do. Yes, like a little, have a little, uh, a little look something what we've got in here. Um, Heidi again. Yes. Oh, 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 I love that. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> it's all gone. Um, first of all, let's just say I forgot my recording equipment. So we've recorded sorry, this we're through, on the an, phone. We're through an iPhone. So I'm sorry a little bit about that. Um, so this is from Wendy Milsom, which is a, a favourite of ours. We hear from Wendy quite a lot. Another recommendation. Um, I'm sorry. Hang on. It says MD. Hang on. It's only to you. Well, McCall Davina, it could be, so... No. Uh, Disney MD Plus. is you. Uh, Wendy, I'm complaining. Okay. Uh, I need a recommendation as well, thank you. Uh, consider yourself reprimanded, Wendy. <laughs> Don't miss her out next time. Another recommendation, MD. Disney Plus. And then it says star in brackets, don't realize. It's Michael's favourite channel. Only Murders in the Building, it's called. Uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Oh, my God. Like, I love those two in a movie together. No, it's not. It's a series. Oh, well, but they were in Father of the Bride. Oh, yeah, remember, but which this is a yeah. series. It's a good one. I'm currently a couple of episodes behind, so apologies if this has already been talked about. It hasn't, Wendy, but thanks. It's in oh, the list. no, well, maybe it is a movie. She's a couple of eps behind on making the cut. Ah, okay. So but it's called Only Murders in the Building, and it's on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to look it up. Do that. Louise Roundtree. Hannah Fold just wanted to send a recommendation. I think Michael and the boys would really like it. <laughs> Sorry about this. He seemed to be excluded from these recommendations. Obviously, I'm Chester. We, we have to put in, Chester in the yeah, mix as well, of course, people. here. So 
um, would like it. It's called The Billion Dollar Code, a series on Netflix about the start of Google Earth. Oh, really great. Love Hannah. I think we'd all love that. So it's called Maybe Billion Hannah Dollar Code. Maybe Hannah, when she says, and the boys did mean Chester as well. Yes, I'm sure she probably did, yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to just sort of hear yeah, my yes. wounded heart here. <clears throat> Only Murders in the Building, 8.3 what? IMDb. Um, there are 11 episodes. And really, really weirdly, Selena Gomez is also in it. Oh, really? Yeah. What a brilliant link. It's almost as if we meant to do it. The creators were John Hoffman and Steve Martin. Um, but it okay. looks absolutely brilliant. So we must... Watch that. Okay, very good. Um, please, please recommend Made on Netflix. 8.6 IMDb. And that is from Lorna yeah, Gray. Love Thanks, that. Lorna. Uh, that one is in the can. Um, today's Walk View while listening to the podcast in oh, South Australia. That is from Simply, Simply Lovely Useful. Oh, Katrine. Simple, lovely, useful. Yeah. That's so nice. That is a hell of a picture you've sent us there. Thanks very much indeed. It was of nature. Hey. Just to let you know. Yes, it was of nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not natural. Uh, is it na- I always get mixed up between naturalists and naturists. Naturists. Naturists and nudies, right? And nudies, yeah. And naturalists. Are... Oh, nothing. Okay. I just make that up as yes. an naturalist. No. Okay. Hey, I'd love to send some NZ goodies to Michael and Davina. That must be New Zealand, right? This is yes. from Claire Cowles. Claire D. Cowles. Um, do you have a special address or a postcode for things like that? Yeah, we do. We're going to send it to you. I wonder what New Zealand goodies could be. I don't know. It sounds amazing. Um, Melanie Hambridge, I think she's called. or Yeah, Hambridge. Uh, hi, Michael and Davina. Just listened to your latest podcast at 6am whilst driving back to Norwich after dropping my daughter at Stansted Airport. You... And a strong coffee kept me awake. Just wanted to say, Aldi do a bag of skin-on French fries. Mm. And they are the best homemade chips we have ever had. That's a good recommendation. Less than one pound a bag, which easily feeds four. And I do mine for 20 minutes in the Ninja Air Fryer. Oh! Yeah, I mean, that's probably a much better way of doing it. So thanks very much indeed for that, which she highly recommends. Um, And that we have have recommended um, an air fryer before on the show, but Ninja are a very well-known brand for, for it. And also, I just wanted to say that we've bought a Swivlet... Yes. Um, to keep noodles warm. <laughs> she and... says, love the show. And you made me laugh out loud when you said you were going to use the swivelet to keep your pot noodle warm. Mm. So <laughs> I, I basically have bought one. So yeah. I'm a bit excited to see. Because it says it slow cooks. Yes, exactly. You put your stuff in it and then it slowly warms it up over a period of time. Um, Lucy Ball. The 19th of November. That's a message from last year. Um, but she sent us a picture of Cheetos. Twisted, flaming hot Cheetos. Have you tried these? They're amazing. No, but I am going to hunt them down because I love hot, spicy things. And they I love are Cheetos. very you. They are very me, aren't they? Um, it's nice to talk to everybody. It's We're going to nice really to thoroughly to enjoy it and mention tonight. We're going to yes. tell you about it next week. Yes. And um, I hope everybody is all right. You're having a lovely time and you're not too depressed about the weather. See you next week. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.